I'm Terry Taylor, and this is the Interior Design Business Academy podcast. As an interior designer, you may be thinking, I love what I do, but I am so overworked and underpaid. Let me tell you, I've been there too. I spent many years learning from my own mistakes and developing proven strategies and systems to make interior design a profitable career while keeping it fun and creative. So now I'm here to help you get paid what you're worth. If you're ready for some straight talk about how design business really works, and you're ready to break through old belief systems that are holding you back and shift into beliefs that support your goals and bring lasting success, you are in the right place. Hi, today I have Coach Marcia Sodas here with me, and we want to share with you a challenge that we encountered this last week in our our live Q&A call here at IDVA. You know, we do those calls every week on Tuesday with all of our students because we want everybody to stay current and not get stuck on anything. So we meet live weekly just to make sure everybody's going forward and nobody gets stuck on something and, you know, can't, can't make the job that they really want to make. So here's the story I want to share with you. Okay. Our designer has a client, a good client, all right? Actually, her best client. And this best client, together with the designer, created a really nice job, actually a really big job that was really financially good, worked out really well. It's a beautiful job, got photographed, got published, you know, and, and really, you know, it's one of those, one of those jobs in your career that puts you on the map. I don't know if you remember that. I know what mine was. <laughs> the day that I realized that I was a player and not just a, not just a little fish, but I turned into a big fish. It's that kind of, it's that kind of a day, right? Where you, where you realize that's happened. And this is the job that got you there. Okay. Unfortunately, though, it turns out that this client is not an ideal client. Why would you say after all that, that would not be an ideal client? Well, what's, what's actually happening there is that this is a client who likes to do a whole lot of her stuff herself and wants to have the designer approve it, essentially. So the designer would, would lay it out, put the whole thing together to go, well, I'm not so sure. And then start sending her stuff to her choice for that and her choice for that. You know, and eventually they made it through this job and it didn't turn out well. But as you know, working with that kind of client is awful. I mean, it just, it, it, it pulls all the, all the energy out of you. And I'm going to say it sucks you dry. It's like, how, how, how much of this can you do? All right, but we got through it and it worked out really well. But now what's happening is this client's calling and saying, Hey, can you just take a look at this? It'll just take a minute, right? What do you think of this for the boys' room? Or what do you think of this for the master bedroom? I mean, she's, she's doing that, you know, sending pictures and website and essentially asking for free help, right? Now our designer is a little, <laughs> it doesn't quite know what to do with this because she feels an obligation. She feels an obligation to help this person because this was the, actually the great, you know, the great big client. However, when she offers, makes an offer to do the work, to finish this room, to do these things, the client says, no, no, she doesn't want to do that. Okay. So we're kind of stuck between the, (laughs) between the rock, the, the rock and the hard place with this is that, you know, the designer doesn't feel like she can say, no, I won't do that. And the client's not falling into her into the way she does business. And it's like, all right, what do we do now? Okay. So, you know, do, do is the designer re- actually obligated to help this client because she had such a big job before? 
Is that really true? Marsha, what do you think of that kind of a thought? Hi, everyone. Terry, so sometimes we do feel obligated and sometimes it comes from a sense of knowing that, hey, this person really helped us out and we owe the person a debt of gratitude, but it's also seated in some guilt. And we have to remember that, you know, everything in your life is a choice. We have choices to do certain things. And if it is in the case of our client and her her client, our designer and her client, she would have given the best professional service. That's why the client's coming back. She she gave the best professional service. In other words, she really gave what the client wanted. So they're really the exchange already happened. Yeah, the exchange already happened. So all the signs of obligation, you know, may may be unwarranted at that point. Yeah. All right. So what you're saying is that because she <laughs> did this design job that was very, very difficult to do because this woman was having to do everything or had to pick everything out herself, right? So you met, you did everything three times to get it, to get it to, to complete. Okay. Yeah, exactly. But she did it well, so well that it ended up getting published. So she did yeah. an incredibly good job. Yeah. And that is her obligation. She was hired to help her with that part. And when that job is done, the obligation is done. Is that what you're saying? Yes, because it was a job you, she was hired to do. She fulfilled the job. She fulfilled the contract that she was going with. And yes, she had some highs and lows of getting it done, and she got the job done. And quite to the, to the, to the client's satisfaction as well, it was published. It, was, it got all the accolades, so it was done really well. Um, moving forward, the sense of obligation well, that's something that we sometimes need to work because it could come from a space of guilt, right? It could come from a space of uh, of feeling that you need to pay a debt of gratitude for an unlimited amount of time. So that there's a boundary there that probably needs to be put in place. That special would write there, boundary. Well, yeah, so boundary, right? Yes. Yeah. So, so while we are grateful to the client who put us on the map, absolutely, absolutely, yeah. Yeah, the guilt is not a useful thing. I mean, that's not. Oh, no, it's not. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So maybe we've all done this before. Maybe as designers or professionals, we've all done this before, where we have someone coming back just to ask us for that one extra thing, even when we fulfilled our job all time with them. But you know, sometimes there are some things we could do to keep us within our sense of, of professionalism. Right, because as designers, we want to have the best professional business as possible. So there's some things that we can do, and we don't want to live in a sense of obligation, right? We don't want to live in a sense of so. Yeah, there are some action steps we could take to fill the feeling of obligation. Uh huh. So what would we do to to get rid of that? Because I think that's kind of genetic to us, right? Yeah, it <laughs> is. Like keep giving back and taking care of somebody and that sort of thing, but. Where does it end? Well, how do you set a boundary around that? Oh, well, I could give you a couple of steps. So, you know, it comes with knowing yourself and it comes with what your boundaries are, not only as a business, but as a person, as a profession. So how about before you say yes to anything, you check in with yourself. You check in with yourself and you check to see what what is the ROI on this for my business, right? Is it a, is it somewhat, someone I... And you, you said it before in, in this, in the, with our client story, it wasn't really the ideal client. Mm-hmm. Right. And so check in with yourself and see, is this someone I can move forward working? Maybe that's something that we could try out. Well, that's a good start. Yeah. yeah. 
point. You know, and and even if they were a good client in the past, do we want to work with them again? We really, you know, you you'd have that choice. I mean, just because they were there before and and you made your way through it and it worked out doesn't mean that you have to do it again. Right? Exactly. Rule. It's it, you get to choose that. Correct. Exactly. And and that is such an important point, Terry, that you get to choose. You get to choose who you wish to work with. You get to choose how you want your business to run. You get to choose if this person will be a repeat for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you get to do that. Yeah, wow. so remember that that rule for you. You get to. So you could allow yourself, allow yourself to enjoy your work, not just work, but enjoy it too. Exactly, because because there is a, the obligation is a story we've made up essentially in our heads. Yeah. The yeah. reality of the obligation actually isn't there. It, it, exactly, yeah. it is a story, and uh, just like a lot of stories that take root and sound real, you know, sometimes that's a story as well, where we think for the other person as well. Yeah, uh, what would they think <laughs> of that sort of? Thing? You know, the other part of that is you've got a client like that. And, you, you know, generally we get more clients from the clients that we serve really well because those are our great referrals and our great yeah. next jobs. But we may not want another client like her. <laughs> like, we may not, no. You may she not be the bridge. Yeah, she might be the bridge that allows others to come to. But, right. yeah, there you we go. may not want to repeat that. Yeah. So that leads me to the, the thought that having a really firm boundary around how you work is incredibly important because, because, you know, thinking on your feet when these people do this to you is challenging. (laughs) You're right. If we have a boundary already set about the way you work and who you choose to work with, then you're not going to have to be spending too much time trying to decide, should I or shouldn't I? Your boundary is there. Exactly. Yeah. And you hold your shape with it. And you hold your shape. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Now, hold your shame is something that we use here in, in IDBA a lot. Actually, it comes from our movement practice sort of thing. But what it what it's saying is that that once you figure out, it, once you get to, I'm going to put it in this frame. This is how I work. When you have that in place, this is how it works. This is how my business works. Once you have that in place, it's like a set of run rules, right? And 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 that you don't change the run rules for the client. You figure out how to fit the client into your run rule. True? Correct. Yeah. It, it takes some doing. It takes some getting to know yourself and your business and how you want to structure your business, how you want to shape your business. What do you want it to look like? But once you get there, you stick with it. It's not flexible to be changed for every person that comes in. Right? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that falls into that whole boundary thing about not about having a, a specific number of meetings and specific days that you work and specific times and specific cost to use your brain, you know, and, it, you know, people like to go, Oh, it's just five minutes. Well, you know what? It's 20 years in five minutes. You know, it's 20 years. Add that up. Do the math. Add that up. Yeah. A lot. Yeah. yeah. It's a lot. It's a lot. It's that 10,000 hours to get you to be a pro. And so, and just because you can do that quickly doesn't mean it doesn't have value or that you shouldn't charge for it or have a boundary. Correct. Exactly. So that brings me to a a second point that you could add in when it comes to learning to let go of obligation. So the second point could be, remember that your time is precious and treat it like you would treat a commodity. It's precious. 
Yeah. Yeah. Good point. Good point. Yeah. Yeah. That has, yeah. <laughs> and as women, we all struggle with that, uh, that giving your time away because we're, we're kind of set up to help everybody, keep everybody happy. And we run from the heart. All of those things are there. Yet in business, it gets in our way. In fact, it mm-hmm. picks up, you know, we really get in trouble with that. How often do we say, well, I'll just pass, I'll just pass by the, the store and collect this. Well, I'll just do that. It's on my way. It's on my way anyway. So I'll just stop. Exactly. And it adds up. It really adds up. It really does. Yeah. It really does. Yeah. That that idea of, oh, you know what? I'll just stop by the workroom and pick up those pillows. And uh-huh. I'll be so, yeah. so pleased. That'll make her happy. Well, great. Yeah. Didn't actually take five minutes. <laughs> you know, it might be five minutes at the workroom. By the time you get to the client, you had to go there. Then you had to talk to her, and and which is fine. And she's happy and all that. But if you look at that time you used, it's probably more like an hour and a half, right? And bill for it, and the workroom would have billed to deliver the pillow. So not only did you mix up your time, you diminished your value, right? By trying to okay, we're back to the nice thing. Yeah, we're back to the nice. We're back to pleasing, being nice, and we're trying not to miss out. We're not to miss out on everything. We want to get everything done, and sometimes we have to delegate and allow others to do things, not just have our hands on everything. Mm-hmm. To make sure it's done correctly. Right. You gotta be gotta develop trust with your team. That's yeah. that's a piece of that. And realize that the more scarce you are, the more valuable you are. Correct. Yes. That again. The more scarce you are, the more valuable you are to your clients. You know, you know yeah. think about the doctor. Think about how hard it is to get five minutes with the doctor. Okay. And you would call that appointment when you get it. You're keeping that appointment. You're not changing. You change other things to fill that, that appointment. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. And when you're there, you listen, right? Yeah. You do it, what they say you need to do. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So that. <laughs> <laughs> so that is it. Yes. So your time is so precious. Treat it like a commodity. And for your own sense of wellness, how about you unplug? Take a day or two or a couple of hours to unplug because we, we can't stay for your own, for your own mental clarity. You, you shouldn't stay busy all the time. Take a couple hours and unplug. Have cut off time when you, you're not answering the phone. You're not, uh, as you say it all the time, Terry, you're not, uh, extinguishing fire. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Stop putting out fires and just, yeah. 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 Carve some time to yourself to actually think about, you know, in, unless you, if you don't take that time out for yourself, you won't have the time to figure this out, how to, how to handle situations like this and come out well for them. Right. Yeah. And it's just, yeah. Yeah. So I, I want to add another one. Okay. And this one comes from, I know, uh, this is a well-loved, uh, person in, in a well-loved author, Wayne Dyer. And he said it like this. He said it like this. He said, relationships are based on, that are based on obligation and leaves us with a lack of dignity. Oh, wow. That's powerful. Yeah. He's, yeah. Relationships yeah. that are based on obligation leaves us with a lack of dignity. Boy, isn't that true? Yeah. Wow. That's really good. Because you're at the beck and call of someone else. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. That's why it feels so icky. Yeah. 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 You're at the beck and call of someone else, you know, and. And it's, it's not authentic. When he goes on to explain it, it's like, it's not authentic. 
it's true. based on you just yeah 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 running running on something that isn't actually true and at actually and then you get into the resentment and and all of that stuff yeah. and, and that's just yeah. energy that won't take you anywhere but and and he's the one who coined the phrase he's the one who coined the, the two and we say it all the time we're human being not human doing so we should be doing 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 all the time just allowing things to be and doing things within our capacity mm-hmm. yeah and being and being good with it you know in it, yeah. We we all struggle with that because I don't know. I think I think it, it, it's kind of a feminine thing where almost like the busier you are, busy busy means you're worthwhile, and that's not ah. true. Oh yeah, yeah. You know, it, it's, it's a like, currency. People look at it like currency, as if yeah. business is a currency because you're, you're you're successful, you're productive. No, it doesn't that at all. It doesn't convert. It exactly. Sad at all. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like yeah. currency does not convert. No. Yeah. So that's all a good thing, but that's not that's not what's going to make you happy. That's not what's going to allow you to be happy and and fruitful that sort of thing. Yeah. So so yeah, great. So you know the obligation idea in this was really the big thing that we were coaching on through through that session. Yeah. You know the 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 technical the physical piece that that we came up with was was realizing that this designer has a good business. She has a minimum design fee and a minimum budget that she will work on a job for. Um, and that's one of the things that we always put in place here at IDBA so that everybody's got that baseline to start one. And so by, by using me as the bad guy, reworking <laughs> 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 my business and framing this up. So, and this is how I, you know, this is how I work now is I have, you know, I have a, Five thousand dollar minimum minimum design fee, and that equates to a budget of about oh, I don't know thirty five thousand something like that. And I'd be happy to do that for you, Mrs. Client, right? And so that's the offer she's going to make back. This is my minimum design fee, and if you want me to to do this, I'm happy to do it for you. But this is the terms and conditions I will do it in. The client, of course, came back and said, "Well, if I do that, can I?" <laughs> Can I keep going and keep doing what I'm doing? In other words, she wanted to know if she could use it on a whole bunch of different things that she could just buy this hunk of time and and use this designer up as she needed to use yeah. that time. And decided, so no, that's not that's not what my business is. That's not what I do, and that's not how I serve you well. Okay, yeah. it's not. It's just not the way this needs to be. And so yeah. you know, and in that way, this designer needs to hold her shape. Yeah. Hold your shape. Just hold your shape. And just as we said, it, it's a phrase we use so much at IDBA. It's one of our, our, our flagship statements. Hold your shape. Right. But at the same time, to get you to the point of holding your shape, it's going to take some, some boundaries, some standards, some, some allowing, some allowances, and some letting go. Absolutely. To get to that point. To get to that point <laughs> and a clear plan of how you go forward. Correct. A clear plan and a clear and work the plan. When you have the plan, work it. Work, work it and make sure you don't, it's not flexible. It's, it's <laughs> exactly. And, the, and your client, even into the, and conform to it. Exactly. And modify their, be, their expectations to fit the plan. And maybe even their behavior. Maybe. <laughs> maybe, maybe we could, maybe, 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 maybe we could cross our fingers on that one. Yeah. But we'll be much higher, happier as design. <laughs> When we hold our shape and say, yeah. this is how we work, and this is the way it works, and allow the clients to figure out how to fit in. 
Okay. It's the power position. And it's the place where your clients are going to respect you and respect fine, respect your opinion. The place where you want to be in your business. Yeah. Yeah. You know, the thing is we teach people how to treat us. And we teach people by the way we communicate. And we can't expect people to read our minds. It must be communicated in some way that is that you know it it, it's clear. Whether it's written, verbal, it's repeated, Mm -hmm. but we have to communicate it. Nobody's a mind. Right. We can't make yeah, we can't keep it in our head and expect the other person. Yeah. Exactly. And that that is the key to staying in control of design job is having having a framework to start with, explaining it what it is very clearly, and then sticking to it. And just stick yeah. it to it like you were working for yeah. someone else. And you know what? The clients fall in. And then fall in line. They're actually with it. They know what's going to happen next, and it works really well. Yes. A lot of people love it. A lot of people love a procedural way to do something. They yeah. love it. Yeah. yeah. It, it, it develops confidence in the client. Right? Yes. No, it's it's it's... And, and we know that this is hard for designers because they don't teach us this in design school. <laughs> it teaches me that stuff. And it, it's just, you know, it's kind of, kind of crazy to get thrown out into the world and don't know any of that stuff. But once you develop this piece of your business, it starts being fun again. Yeah. 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 yeah it does. Okay. Marcia, thank you for being here today. I really, I really appreciate your wisdom and your, your ability to see what's going on in situations and, and, Thank and, you for having me. It was it was lovely. Thank you. <laughs> you're welcome. Until <laughs> next time, design something beautiful and get paid what you're worth. Bye-bye. I hope you enjoyed today's episode of Interior Design Business Podcast. If you love what you're hearing each week, let me know by leaving a rating and a review. And don't forget to follow the show so you don't miss out on clear, proven, repeatable, step-by-step recipes for attracting ideal luxury clients I share in each episode. As always, you can head over to interiordesignbusinessacademy.com to check out the links and resources from this episode. Till next week, design something beautiful and get paid what you're worth.